Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best holiday flavor. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcast should have a theme song. Podcast should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Ho, 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 and happy holidays, everybody. Mark, I hope you're ready to sink your teeth into this episode. (laughs) I sure am. I wish that everyone out there could sink their teeth into it, but this is an audio medium. (laughs) I like to think it's an audio great, but it's an audio medium. (laughs) When we do it, it's an audio great. Hey, welcome thanks, to buddy. Audio Greats on the Maximum Fun Network, where <laughs> we got this with Mark and Hal, part of a small cabal of great audio shows. <laughs> uh, how are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. I just spent a whirlwind 48 hours in Philadelphia for my nephew's bar mitzvah, which is lovely. Nice. And now I'm back and ready to talk about the flavors of the holiday season. I've been ready for this since November 1st, because as soon as Halloween ends, in my mind, I've said, I've allowed all the people who love Halloween their time to enjoy it, and I hope they had a great one. I saw you as the sexy Santa Claus, some bonded (laughs) Santa Claus thing that you did that is setting the Thrilling Adventure Hour text thread on fire. Here was what happened. Um, Uh Annie and I were looking for a costume to do for Halloween. And I thought it would be funny to go as the clauses for Halloween. Mm. And she turned to me and she said, you only, you know, only one of those characters is fun, right? Which she was right about. So we decided to do something a little different with it. So we went with recent divorcee, Mrs. Claus and her new man, Klaus, which was a sexy Santa costume and a dog collar. How many times did you have to tell that story to people? No, people got it. Here's the problem. Right away. People got it right away. The problem was we were like, okay, we're going to go to a party. Uh-huh. We're going to go to a party on Halloween night. It's a house party at a friend's place. And uh-huh. we will, as trick-or-treaters come to the door, you know, we'll, uh, you know, we'll give candy to the trick-or-treaters. That's w- as described to me what we were attending. Mm-hmm. What in fact it was, was a cul-de-sac Let's all the adults sit out in the driveways in this area that is famous for dozens and dozens of kids coming through to get candy. So I felt a little out of place. Not everybody was in costume. Maybe a third were in costume. Definitely 1% were in sexy versions of costumes. And that 1% was me sitting there trying to cover up as best as possible and then his kids would come by. They'd be like, hi, Santa. And I would be mortified. And you'd say, yeah, I am Santa. You've been a good boy. Because <laughs> I've been bad. Listen, <laughs> I, here's a question for you. I just want to know that uh-huh. I'm fascinated. You know I love you so much. And I've yeah. known you for so long. I feel like I, I like that there was an end yet in there. And to this day, for as long as I've known you, and I think like I know enough about you, I think we can each sort of predict how the other will react in certain situations. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. if we did one of those like Vanity Fair where we are quizzed about one another. Sure. We should go on the newlywed yeah. game is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, I think we're ready. Uh, do you, I'm curious in your thought process. You knew you were going to a party. Yeah. Where there were going to be children who are coming up to the door. 
Yeah, I did not. Th- I thought we would be inside the house. Oh, okay. And I would not need to be a person that okay. went up to the door. Okay. I was like, okay, great. A house party on Halloween. That seems reasonable. So if kids come by to pick up candy, someone will go to the door, do the candy thing. That's why I thought it was that's why we are at the house as uh-huh. opposed to out at a bar or like, you know, some other venue that might be doing a special Halloween thing. Yeah. You're thinking of adult Halloween. I'm thinking and of adult I mean, Halloween. Like grown yeah. up Halloween. Like right. grown up Halloween where it's a bunch yeah. of adults in their clever costumes and they're exactly. all like, doing fun things. And- but this is family Halloween. Yeah. Like, turns hey, out we're going to be giving out candy in the neighborhood. It's a thing we do every year, but come over and hang out yeah. and we'll hang out together and we'll hand out candy that I've done before. One of mm-hmm. my favorite things. Cause I think I've talked about this before, like the joy that Jennifer has in handing out. She's the, like, there's nobody more excited on that block about candy being handed out than Jennifer. Like she. Yeah. She's got the bowl of candy and the, our friends are like the full size candy bar. And mm-hmm. as kids are coming, she like comes squealing up, to, like she's sitting at the edge of the driveway seeing who's coming. And then when she sees trick or treaters are coming, she comes running up to the door to tell all of us who are sitting inside at chairs and stuff, like talking. <laughs> she's like, y'all, they're coming. They're coming to the door. And she's so excited to give out the candy. Like That's delightful. Does she it wear is. a costume? I no. picture Jennifer wearing, no, not at all. No. I picture her doing like the elementary school teacher version of a costume where it's just like something black and a uh, witch hat. Yeah. 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 You no, know what I mean? Nothing. Nothing. Just happy to be giving out just regular civvies giving out oh. Halloween candy. Can I tell one more ridiculous yeah. family Halloween thing that is decidedly not what my thought process was? Cause I've only in my adult life ever really been to adult Halloween parties. Okay. But there was one Halloween event this year with my goddaughter. It was her recital. And one of the things that they had at this thing was a face painting booth. I don't know who didn't show up for work that day and needed someone to fill in, but everybody had the exact same face paint, which was (laughs) their nose was painted black and they had three little whisker lines on each side. What else do you need? That was literally every face painting. I guess like if it's, if you're going for an Henri Matisse sort of minimalist Halloween season, yeah, look, we're not doing like the tiger face that you see on every makeup kit. That's not happening for you, no. kid. No, sorry, kid. You're getting a black dot on your nose and three lines. Yeah. Happy These Halloween. may as well be soot marks from a chimney sweep. <laughs> I want uh, but to... Halloween is over, Hal. Yes, we're done with that. Hal- Halloween season. is over. It's time for Mark's giving. Uh, yes, it's Mark's giving time and Hanukkah slash Christmas slash Kwanzaa slash, like everything's going on. We're in the holiday season now. Yeah. And all the holiday flavors are out. And our producer, Ken Plume, is a noted holiday file, like into the trappings of the holiday. Oh, yeah. Not necessarily an observant uh, religious person, but like does up the, I mean, does it for Halloween too. Like does it like the projectors on the windows and stuff, like everything for the holidays. So he has asked us. He has tasked us, rather, with choosing the best holiday flavor. I have a short list here. Yeah. You tell me if I'm missing anything just as a gut reaction. Because there's okay. always, I think the winner is somewhere on this list. I don't think anything left off is like, how could you forget that? That's clearly the best one. Here's what I have. This is a quick mm-hmm. list. Peppermint. Mm-hmm. Gingerbread. 
Mm -hmm. pumpkin, cranberry, cinnamon, eggnog, hazelnut, and cocoa, by which I mean like hot cocoa flavored this, hot cocoa flavored that, something that hits sort of the, that's more, almost more seasonal, but it does have a tie to the like Christmas, like having a mug of cocoa. And I will put Mm -hmm. in peppermint is like candy cane flavored stuff. That is a peppermint flavor. Okay. That is, yeah, I think that's a solid list that's got pretty much everything that I would have on there. I'm curious about one thing on that list mm-hmm. because there's one on there that I don't think of necessarily as a holiday flavor, but there is another version that I think is a holiday flavor. And I don't know, uh, make the case for hazelnut over roasted chestnut. Uh, I wouldn't put it over roasted chestnut. I think they're separate sensations. I'll go with roasted chestnut. I did see it on lists that I was like, I don't know mm-hmm. if I've ever seen a roasted chestnut flavored thing. Yeah. So I'm going to add that to the list rather than subtracting. Yeah, I guess the roasted chestnut is its own thing. Yeah. Like the smell of roasted chestnuts is so distinctly a holiday fall smell to me. And I love them. I love roasted chestnuts. I love that they're enormous. It's like cross between eating an apple and eating a nut where it's just this big nutty. The oh, oh, I love them. Is it sort of like unseemly to try to eat? Is it like too much? I've never had them before. Like I'm fine really? with the smell, but I've never looked and gone like, man, that's if there's one thing I have to try, it's roasted chestnuts. I've never been drawn to them. Yeah, I, re- I hadn't had them in forever. And then I'd like maybe I had them once when I was a kid or something. So I did. I had no real recollection of them until the last few years. When I started seeing them, I was like, yeah, I've seen these in enough movies and heard that song enough times that I should try roasted chestnuts. And I have not looked back. Hmm. They're great. But hazelnut as a flavor. Yeah, I I see that more than I would see chestnut as a flavor. But I don't know if I think of it as a holiday. I'm just jumping in and picking one off the top. I mean, some of it feels kind of seasonal too, right? Like we're in the fall, yeah. winter, like cinnamon becomes, is very much a fall flavor. Yeah. But pumpkin, I think, is an essential, like starting in August, people go crazy for it. But it also, mm. pumpkin pies are part of Christmas, you know, like it carries through. So that's something that works September to, let's say, January. Just yeah. For the sake of putting a limit on the amount of time. I have so much pumpkin in my fridge right now. We'll get, mm-hmm. when we get to pumpkin, I'll talk yeah. about the overabundance of pumpkin in my fridge. I do love hazelnut as a flavor. Yeah. I love Nutella. I love, even though I guess they're kind of gauche, I don't care how. I love my flavored coffees. Sure. Pre-flavored. I don't need to add the hazelnut flavor. I don't need how many pumps of this or that. Nope. Just give me the Don Francisco hazelnut flavor or vanilla flavor. I love them all. Yeah, I'm not a coffee drinker, really, so I can't really, I don't think my opinion holds that much weight, but I also Mm -hmm. think coffee is intensely personal. Like, if I make it for people, I make it the way my mother made it, because that was the way she made it. So in my mind, that's the correct way. You put the scoops in, you put cinnamon sticks in the filter, and then you do it that way. That was some, like, abuelita coffee. That's delicious. Smells so good. Smells so good. But I also think, I also, we should be distinct here. Mm-hmm. So when I say pumpkin, I don't mean pumpkin pie. I mean like pumpkin spice latte, pumpkin Cheerios, a flavor that gets grafted on. Oh, you mean like, uh, you, you mean like an artificial flavor that is added to things that don't necessarily yeah. deserve it in the case of pumpkin spice Pringles that came out in 2015. Yeah. Here's the thing uh, that first of all, that's an aberration. <laughs> 
But <laughs> second of all, you know, we always have these things where something is suggested to us and we go, well, there are a few ways to interpret it. You're interpreting yeah. it literally. I'm interpreting it as the manufactured flavor. And we can never ask the suggester. But right now, right. we have the person who suggested it here. Ken, feel free to chat us or to jump in and tell us how we should interpret this. Because my interpretation is things that get flavored for the holiday season in specific styles. And that's what we're trying to determine, which of those is the best. Is that correct? Oh, there yes, he is. Mostly. mostly. Okay. Right. And I would like, argue that there is one yeah. holiday flavor that mm. is not a flavor that you taste with your mouth, but a nose flavor, nay, a scent, and that is Christmas tree. Yeah, but have you had any Christmas tree flavored foods? No, not them? yet. I wish. We've done scents before. <laughs> we could do a holiday scent one maybe another year. Yeah. But we're talking about what we eat, and I think, like, is there so many, <laughs> like, there be all of a sudden you get all these like pumpkin cereals or cinnamon cereals or cranberries and cereal like just as an example of things that get flavored over that way or yeah. like you say gross Pringles. Yeah. You're like, hey, what can we do with this basically compacted chip dust? Well, okay. Then while we're talking, we, we've kind of opened up that particular can of worms, or in this case, can of allspice, cloves, nutmeg, cinnamon, and whatever artificial pumpkin there is. Yeah. Can I not just have holiday spices? I think we've reached the shark jump of pumpkin spice. I feel like pumpkin oh. spice, pumpkin spice yeah. Cheerios, pumpkin spice has, uh, and I'm not the first to say that this has gotten out of hand. This feels like when they made bacon flavor everything and then they made the bacon flavored soda and we all went, okay, last straw, we're done. Yes. It's the same thing with bacon. This is the, the thing that happened to bacon, right? Like, I just said that. It became a thing. Yeah, but I mean, like, I just remember it going from food to, like, wallets, like, bacon wallets. I don't think we've gotten there in pumpkin yet. That's like, true. I have bacon on a shirt. I have bacon keychain. Like, yeah. I think that the way in which it's spread has just been – it's almost in line with people saying, like, the Christmas decorations are up too early. I don't want to hear all I want for Christmas is you at mm-hmm. 12.01 a.m. on November 1st. I need time. Now we get, and the interesting thing about pumpkin as a flavor and the pumpkin spice latte in particular is mm-hmm. it doesn't take the place of anything else on the menu. It's not like me with my famous disdain for the nightmare before Christmas skin on the haunted house as much as I like nightmare before Christmas. I like Disney's haunted house. I like the haunted mansion. I want to yeah. be able to ride the original haunted mansion. I don't want to ride through that movie. A bunch of times. So in this case, I think that the, what happens with it is similar to holiday decorations. It's introduced way early. I think it was August this year, either August or very yeah. early September that we started getting the pumpkin spice stuff. And like it's a, I've said before, like pumpkin is fine. It's not my first, second or third choice, mm-hmm. but I agree with you. It's like, it's almost, it, 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 there's almost a performative love of it. Is that, yeah. is that what you're kind of saying? Yeah, there is. Like it's, yeah, that's a great way of putting it. There's a performative love for it. Uh, something else you mentioned though that makes sense to me is it does, like it did show up in August. Uh, pumpkin spice to me feels like if we're looking for the Jesus of, uh, holiday flavors, pumpkin spice is the John the Baptist. Pumpkin mm. spice is the one that comes first to herald the season beginning, mm. which is great. And that's a great thing about it. I feel like summer ends. And we all go, oh, man, summer's such a wonderful time of year. You go swimming. You got vacation. You got the Hollywood Bowl for us. You know, you've got all these great summertime things. Now we're moving into the fall. For kids, school is starting back up. But we have pumpkin spice as a flavor 
to launch us into, okay, we're shaking off the summer, but we're focusing on the good elements of the fall. And the good elements of the fall include these flavors. So in that regard, I think that might be why it's so ubiquitous now, because it's a thing that everybody goes collectively as a society. We've gone, all right, everybody. Yeah, it sucks that summer's over, but guess what? Now we're going to go full steam ahead into pumpkin spice lattes. And pretty soon that means Starbucks is going to have those red cups and then it's going to be the holiday season. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the starter pistol for autumn. Yeah. It's, as soon as that goes off, it's fall, even if it goes off like June 2nd. Yeah. Here's the other. I do have further clarification from Ken. Mm-hmm. He's asking for the flavor that most that you most strongly associate with the holidays. So it could be the thing itself. It gotcha. could be pumpkin pie. Okay. But I think also one thing to consider mm-hmm. is how widespread it becomes. How many things like pumpkin is in terms of things adopting this flavor, whatever the flavor is on this list. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of these will come close to, I would say it's a three horse race. And in yeah. ranking of that, of how many things have that flavor, I would go pumpkin, then gingerbread, then peppermint. Would you agree with that? Of the just by volume of things? Correct. Yes. Okay. Just by inventory. I mean, I don't want to necessarily give short shrift to any of the other flavors on this list. No, I do no, think no. that's a good trio. We may have a dark horse come up from underneath. Sure. But the thing is, and again, like now we have the opportunity to have the person here who asked the question. I feel like for me, the question as asked is the holiday flavor. Yeah. And for me, pumpkin pie spice flavor is just a little too early to be a holiday flavor. I agree with you. By the time we get to Thanksgiving, we've had pumpkin pie spice for a couple of months already. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's almost like that's the culmination of it. And then when it appears later on or into December, it's like a cool down, right? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. What are we doing? I might as well have a margarita. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you mean a pumpkin spice margarita? No. Oh. I did make two pumpkin pies from scratch with all yeah. that pumpkin I had. I was very excited. I had this uh, Canadian spice blend that was designed for like Canadian Thanksgiving and holiday. I was like, I got it when I was up there shooting. I was like, great. This is awesome. Uh, and it was, so then I did that and then I love playing with that spice combo because it's, you know, everybody knows it's not really about the pumpkin. It's about the combo of spices, right? It's about, it is a little bit about the pumpkin, but it's about getting that ratio right of all of those different spices together. So I felt like a full on alchemist in the kitchen the other day. It was a lot of fun coming up with, you know, that perfect flavor combo of all those spices and then just overdoing it in the pie. And, uh, yeah. I just, I love a good pumpkin pie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pumpkin pie is good. But you're right. The pumpkin is like the base that holds these spices. So you you know your baseline is going to be like that sort of pumpkin-y flavor. But really what's going to star is however you season it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move forward from the onset of the holiday season. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I'm just in my brain. My, my brain just decided to do this chronologically. And let's move more toward Thanksgiving and talk about cranberry as a holiday flavor again cranberry juice you can get all year not a fan of cranberry no i guess i'm one of the few people really really like to crap on cranberry at the holidays or or at least that's good because people (laughs) just do the they just like get the can and they 
plop the can out and slice it up into rings. That's not good cranberry sauce, but like fresh cranberries. Ah, oh, come on. Depends on what you grew up with. Yeah, I, mean, I guess if you that's true. Grew up with the canned and you liked it, then mm-hmm. that's your tradition. But there also there's something to be said for taking fresh cranberries or frozen cranberries, mixing it with sugar, maybe a little uh like orange zest and lemon yeah. juice, like and getting it going. Some cinnamon, like you could season it up or spice it up or sugar it up however you like. Yeah. I just think it's uh it's indicative of the holiday season to me. Like I know it's the holidays, I know it's particularly Thanksgiving when the cranberries start coming out. But mm-hmm. I, I'm not a huge cranberry person. And I think because it's so hot and cold mm-hmm. to say cranberry is the holiday flavor. Cause that's what we're really coming up with here. Right? We're, yeah, we're coming up with the holiday flavor. I don't think that's it. No. And I'm looking right now. I'm trying to find different items because we were talking before about yeah. one of the elements of this being that that particular flavor isn't a flavor overlay onto foods that would regularly not have that. It doesn't seem like there are many things where cranberry is an overlay. I agree. You know what I mean? The only, honestly, the only one I can find is the holiday special cranberry Sprite. Yeah. But other than that. Nobody wants that. No. I do like dried cranberries a lot, too. Oh, you like craisins? Do you have craisins? My mother loved craisins. I do love craisins. Craisins, uh, like around the holidays, we would always, you know, we always have like the bowl of just something on the table. For us, it was nuts in the shell and a nutcracker. We always had that out on the table and craisins and almonds. Sure. Yeah. Ah, dried cranberries and almonds, a classic combo. But yeah, I don't think that cranberry is going to be it. Yeah. Well, we've talked about hazelnut. We've talked about cranberry. We've talked about pumpkin pie. Why don't we take a quick break? Oh, no, we're going to dive deep into cinnamon. Oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. We haven't talked about cinnamon nearly enough, my friend. All right. But let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll jump into the rest of these flavors. Let's do it. Have you ever wanted to know the sad lore behind Chuck E. Cheese's love of birthday parties? Or are Saturday mornings reserved for cartoons? Or have you wanted to know how beloved virtual pet site Neopets fell into the hands of Scientologists? Or how a former Mattel employee managed to grow Sega into a video game powerhouse? Join us, hosts Austin and Brenda, and learn all of these things and more at Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries, now on Maximum Fun. I'm Yucky Jessica. I'm Chuck Crudsworth. And this is Terrible, a podcast where we talk about things we hate that are awful. Today we're discussing Wonderful, a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. Hosts Rachel and Griffin McElroy, a real-life married couple, Yuck. discuss a wide range of topics, music, video games, poetry, snacks. But I hate all that stuff. I know you do, Yucky Jessica. It comes out every Wednesday, the worst day of the week, wherever you download your podcasts. For our next topic, we're talking Fiona, the baby hippo from the Cincinnati Zoo. I hate this little hippo. All right, jump in. You have a whole dissertation on cinnamon, and I'm here to listen to it. I'm interested. I don't have a whole... My chin is on my fist in interest. I don't have a whole dissertation on cinnamon. I just have a couple of things I would like to point out. Please. Number one. How cinnamon makes everything better. Correct. Cinnamon makes pancakes better. It makes waffles better. It makes toast better. You know what else it makes better? That people don't think about, yes, it's a holiday flavor. And this isn't necessarily a tasty 
tasting flavor version of cinnamon. Uh-huh. But cinnamon can even make brooms and pine cones <laughs> taste better. You know, every time I eat a broom that does not have cinnamon in it, I'm like, what, what are you am even, I doing? even doing? Yeah. Ugh. I love cinnamon at the holidays. Specific. I mean, look, I love cinnamon as a flavor. I love it in coffee. I think that's a brilliant idea. I love a little bit of cinnamon in hot cocoa. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which is another one of the flavors that we need to talk about. And there's one that I forgot to mention. I don't before. like it in chili. I actually do like it in chili. A yeah, little bit of chocolate, a little bit of cinnamon. I like like this is a meaty chili with a little spice in it. It's real savory. Like that's hey, the kind of Hey, can I put some cinnamon in your chili? You keep that cinnamon out of here. I I'm just gonna like put it. a little, just a little, just a little. Well, I, I almost spilled my pumpkin spice latte. You got me so mad right here, now. Here, just take a bite of this. You're gonna love it. Take a bite of this cinnamon. Well, I do declare that's delicious. Now I'm going to go back into my monster cave to add it to my other chilies. That all of which I make out of human beings I've captured. Wait, you've got a chilies in there? Uh-huh. Baby back ribs of a person. <laughs> I don't know why we call them baby backs. They came off of a 48-year-old man. But by lord, I'm going to put cinnamon all over them. Oh, oh goodness. Cuz I'm the Lone Star monster. So basically, it's. Uh, I would like to speak to the Lone Star Monster as our uh-huh. guest on the show. So Lone Star Monster, you grew up in Texas, right? I am Texas. I was born and raised. In- you are Texas. Okay. I can't leave the border or I'll turn to ash. Oh, gosh. That's uh, that's tough. You're like a brigadoon of a monster. That's right. It's like it's my own personal field of dreams. Wow. That's impressive. Um, that's so right. which you said you have a pumpkin spice latte, but you make cinnamon chilies uh, out of humans. What flavor of all of these flavors goes best with human? Do you think? Is it cinnamon right. human? Is it pumpkin spice human? Well, I always say there's no wrong way to cook a human and consume it in your cave deep in the, in the caverns of Texas, but. You'd be surprised to learn that the answer is Greek yogurt. It's none of these. Wow. Really? Yep. Greek yogurt as a flavor. So just a tart human. A tart human with oikos all over their body, slathered and cooked. And then I'll wow. store. I'll, I'm trying to watch myself and be good. So I'll sure. just eat like a forearm, then put the rest in the deep freezer until the spring. Oh, wow. That's, you know what? That's very, that's a, that's. That's very environmentally conscious as well. That's, you know, by the way, I don't know which eye I'm supposed to look at. Uh, the fourth one. Gotcha. Thank you. Yep. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, which You're hand welcome. do I shake? Eat you later. Oh, oh, that sounds like a threat. <laughs> hey, did I miss the Texas monster? Was he here? Uh, the Lone Star ju- monster? You just missed the Lone Star monster, Hal. Wow. He's just here. Oh, I know. I love that guy. Me. Turns out we have to add Greek yogurt to the list of flavors of the holidays. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's super into the Oikos. Way into it. Well, he's also a John Stamos fan. <laughs> While we're talking about, about it. With John, oh, John Stamos did do the Oikos commercials. Yeah, 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 yeah. John Stamos was how I found out about that Disneyland auction. Of course, of course. From his TikTok feed. Oh, dude, I just got the catalog for the next one. What's in it? What's the favorite item in it? So far, uh, my favorite item that is in it is Spaceship Earth. The whole ball. Wow. Yeah, they're selling Spaceship Earth to the highest bidder. So when you go to Epcot next time, if I get it, it will say, you know, in the map, we'll have all the different attractions and it will say Mark Gagliardi's Spaceship Earth. 
I'm into it. I'd be delighted to have. I'm here for you. I'm cheering you on. Thanks, buddy. We didn't talk about one. There's one I left off the list when I was reading them off before, but it's uh, one of my personal favorites. I also yeah. don't think this one will necessarily win. Just the name alone tends to put people off, I think, but I have already finished my first quart of eggnog. Mm, mm-hmm. I love eggnog. I've never had it before. Really? But I will tell you that it mm-hmm. certainly, if you were to ask me, like, what are some of the food slash drinks that are synonymous with the holidays? Eggnog mm-hmm. has to be up there. Yeah. I love eggnog. If you want to know the flavor of eggnog, mm-hmm. it's basically, you know, sweetened condensed milk. Yes. Now imagine you're buying sweetened condensed milk at the end of August. So you happen to have picked up pumpkin spice sweetened condensed milk. Uh-huh. That's basically the flavor of eggnog. Okay, so I think I'm good, yeah. but I understand, and I can certainly see that I'm speaking of my own opinion here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is an iconic flavor of the holidays, and I can understand how it would be a hard contender for best holiday flavor. Oh, yeah. I love it. I think it's one of those rare ones that, for me, I don't know that I even know what the fake version of the flavor tastes like. Like a lot of egg, maybe there's like eggnog flavored cookies and things. Yeah. It's it's yeah, not yeah, as ubiquitous are. as the other ones. That's twice I've gotten to use that word now. Yeah. But for me, using eggnog in place of dairy in recipes has become one of my favorite things to do during the holidays. Hmm. For example, eggnog waffles, eggnog pancakes, where all you do is replace the milk with eggnog. Or if I'm making sugar cookies, replace the milk with eggnog. It makes them way denser, richer, sweeter more eggnoggy, but yeah, it's just one of those things that I kind of, I don't know how many people do that, but I highly recommend it as a self-indulgent holiday sweets overload. And yeah, I just, I do enjoy it. It's fascinating. Interesting idea. To me, if I were making sugar cookies and I added eggnog to them, they would be eggnog cookies because they wouldn't taste like Mm -hmm. sugar cookies anymore. I understand how they would enhance the flavor. Like I have my matzo ball recipe. Right. And then Ken's version of my, my matzo ball recipe substitutes the water for chicken broth, which I've mm-hmm. tried. And it's very, it's definitely a richer and like really deep, like very powerful right. chicken broth flavor, but it's still within the parameters of it. It's not like, Hey, instead of, I'm going to use beef broth instead, because that would change the entire flavor profile of the dish, yeah. right? Rather than I'm turning this one bit up to 11, it's I'm introducing a little bit of chaos. That's going to take it off of kilter. That doesn't mean it's bad by any yeah. stretch of the imagination. I just, I think it's transformative in that way. Like a pumpkin chocolate chip cookie is different than a chocolate chip cookie. Right. Because they're made a little differently. Same with an, like, I would call it an eggnog chocolate chip cookie probably would sell extremely well. Yeah. It just, I wouldn't call it by its original name afterwards. It'd be like eggnog waffles, eggnog. Oh, pancakes. sure. Oh, no, I would use that yeah. as a selling point for it. For sure. For I sure. think it's one of those things that also when you heat it up, It's going to mild, you know, it's going to mellow out the flavor a little bit. The eggnog flavor is not as pronounced in a pancake where you've replaced the milk with eggnog as it would be in a bowl of cereal where you've replaced the milk with eggnog. Yes, for sure. Which, oh man, that sounds so good. Just dangerous. You're making me think of another holiday flavor. We're talking about drinks that are heated up. And that's Mm -hmm. cider, apple cider. We didn't have cider on this list. Yeah, I'm adding it now. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm throwing it out there because it's occurring to me that's one of them. I don't think it's the winner, but it is a very strong, more autumn, more autumn into Thanksgiving. But certainly we're now in the time of year 
mm-hmm. I'd say through the winter when it's cold, where having a warm mulled apple cider yeah. is something that not only will taste good to people who enjoy it, but makes your entire home smell really nice. You know, it's funny you say that. And so I think that it's the flavors of those spices, those cinnamon, clove, nutmeg, allspice, ginger. That probably would be the big combo, right? Give or take one or two yeah. things. Those would be the big flavors of spices that are used in the fall, used both in pumpkin and apple applications, right? Mm-hmm. I would argue, for my taste personally, apple is a better vehicle than pumpkin for those spices. I agree. I'm a big apple guy, though. Yeah, because well, because apple, you also get that flavor to it. Pumpkin is pretty neutral. Mm-hmm. It's it's very savory, and you know, it's and you can you can do savory preparation. You can make you know throw a bay leaf in and make a pumpkin soup. Or throw those spices in and make a pumpkin pie. Yeah. But I think I like those spices in a combination with apple better. I agree with you. Yeah. Oh, man. Now, you asked me, so far, I think all these are interesting. I don't think any of them are final. I don't think any of them will win. I think some of them could come close. But I want to use cocoa Mm -hmm. as a springboard if I can. Because you were curious about cocoa, right? I was curious. Uh, I was curious about hazelnut. Was the one I was curious. Oh, hazelnut being curious. a but holiday you flavor. Cocoa at but I did mention cocoa, and I yes. do like. I do like cocoa as a holiday flavor. I do too. I think it's another essential. It's cold out. Here's a warm drink. Whether it's during the chilly, the sort of icy, chilly parts of fall, or if you're lucky enough to be somewhere that gets snow, but not so much snow that it crushes you and turns your power out. Sure. Where you have like, I'm enjoying a warm cup of cocoa as I either watch it snow or to help warm me up after I've come in from the cold. Mm -hmm. That said, when I, my, like it's this time of year, I'm going to have this treat, this cocoa. It is always flavored with what I think is one of the two finalists, which is peppermint. The peppermint hot chocolate is so good. And I'm a big peppermint guy in general, but I think it's so again, to use your word, ubiquitous. With the holiday season, not only in flavors, and I know that's strictly what we're sticking to, but the design of candy canes everywhere. Peppermint is indelibly and inextractably linked to this time of year. Yeah. We have peppermint bark. We might add peppermint. When we make sugar cookies, we, we do different flavorings of royal icing. So we'll do like a red, we'll use red food coloring in one and add peppermint extract to that one. Those will be the peppermint ones. They're always the best ones. Yeah, They're of course the they best are. Ones. Yeah. Melting an Andy's mint on top of a, a holiday cookie is mm-hmm. a tradition as old as my family. Yes. To me. So to me, that is one of the two major, major flavors because it's such an important part, not only of flavoring and other things, but like here's a stick of peppermint. Mm-hmm. And that is, <laughs> that is shaped like a shepherd's crook. So that yep. you think of the nativity. And this is an important part of the holiday. I think it was introduced by the Germans. 17th century Germans introduced the candy cane. Originally, they were just white. The red was added later in the early 20th century with the Keller machine. Mm. Though I read about the only religious connection to it is that machine was invented by a priest. But what I heard was the shepherd's cane was a retconning of the candy cane Uh, that really it was crooked like that so that you could hang it from a Christmas tree. 
There you go. It's perfect uh, too. It's decoration. Yeah. Like it's, it is one of the only flavors that you can hang from a tree. Yes. But can you hang a broom? You can, but you, can you hang it from a cinnamon broom? No, cause a broom won't last that long. I'll have eaten it already. That's, <laughs> if I see a bunch of loose twigs tied to a stick, I'm going to eat it. <laughs> Whether there's cinnamon on it or not. Yeah. You know what you're doing? You're making witches late to things. Well, they shouldn't put their brooms around my home. Yeah. <laughs> Why are they parking their brooms there? What is this? Some sort of, is my home some sort of Tesla charging station for witches' brooms? Yeah. It's cause all, it's cause you're leaving that trail of breadcrumbs to your place. Yeah. You're leaving that trail of breadcrumbs in there. No, no, no. Park here. You are Hansel and Gretel witching the witches. That's right. Wow. I'm flipping the script. Except that's the phrase I was looking for. <laughs> and then I have to watch them all do the walk of shame back to their cauldrons. <laughs> They don't have, they are like, oh, I was dumb enough to park my broom over Hal's house. household. God, he loves eating those cinnamon brooms. Ate it. He was making eye contact with me while he did it. I've never yeah. seen somebody smile while biting like that. You know what witches need to stop doing though? Cinnamoning their brooms. Yeah. Well, that's you. They're just making them delicious. If you're going to be flying around in the midnight sky, wouldn't you like it to smell pleasant? Yeah. Yeah, I would. I don't think bats smell good. I'm just going to put it out there. Like, they're hanging out in caves with other bats. They're crapping everywhere. It's guanos everywhere. Yeah. It's not a good smell. Is that the plural of guano? Guanos? Guanos. Yeah. That sounds like a restaurant. Guanos. Welcome to guanos. Have a seat. <laughs> All the food is in a loose pile on your plate. <laughs> and dropped from above. <laughs> now put on your blindfold and eat it. <laughs> Yeah, I love peppermint at the holidays. Mm -hmm. I always, again, I go back to my flavored coffee pods that I get. Recyclable. I get the recyclable ones. Sure. I get my flavored coffee pods. And peppermint, I think, was the MVP of this last holiday season. There is, oh, another good flavor of the holidays. Mm -hmm. If you're a tea person, there is a tea out there that I love made by Stash. It's called Christmas in Paris. Mm -hmm. And the flavors in it are cocoa peppermint and lavender and it tastes like christmas the lavender is mild you made a face when i said lavender yeah i don't like lavender and things it's i know but it's mostly sense, it's mostly just peppermint and cocoa flavor and it is ah oh, it's so good anyway we have a brand of i can't remember who makes the shampoo but they make a peppermint shampoo and conditioner it smells mm -hmm. so good it like makes you want to get into your pajamas afterwards yeah. Get in your pajamas and go curl up and watch movies, watch holiday movies. Like it makes you want to do that. I think there might be one downside to peppermint. Hmm. And it's a similar downside that I see for, and this is going to transition us into what I think might be the other contender you're talking about. Sure. The one downside that I see to peppermint and a downside I see to cinnamon are that they are perennial flavors. You know what I mean? Like oh, I can all get over the place all the time, all the time. I can get trident white peppermint gum year round mm -hmm. and frequently do. I have my toothpaste is peppermint flavored toothpaste. Yeah. Cinnamon is year round. You can get cinnamon, although arguably you're not going to do a ton of cinnamon at other times of year. Peppermint, I would think even more so is a year round thing. It is celebrated during the holidays, but it doesn't feel strictly for the holidays in the way that our last contender is. Mm -hmm. Which is, of course, gingerbread. Yeah. And gingerbread feels distinctly of a season. As soon as the season is over, you can't get gingerbread 
flavored things anymore? Is the scarcity of value in this? I don't know. I don't think so. I think, I think ultimately it comes down to the flavor that says holidays. And mm-hmm. that could be a flavor that you could get any time of the year. But I think you make an excellent point in that gingerbread is so specifically holiday. And that mm-hmm. flavor, that sort of spiced cookie flavor that you get from with the ginger, which is a very strong, I mean, you can get ginger any time of the year, right? Yeah, that's true. Your candies for helping with nausea. You can get ginger in your tea. You can get fresh ginger and add it to things. True. A lot of Chinese cuisine incorporates ginger, mm-hmm. but gingerbread is also very specific. Like ginger yeah. is, is the predominant spice in a cookie or a cake. Yeah. And a combo of those spices. I think a gingerbread house, like I think the two iconic things that draw me in as finalists are like the candy cane. And the mm-hmm. gingerbread house slash gingerbread man slash gingerbread woman slash gingerbread person. Right. A gingerbread person. I've mentioned this on the show before, right? The ninja bread. No. My mom and I, she came home one holiday season with cookie cutters shaped like ninjas. They were ninja bread men. And we had a blast. And there's a bunch of different shapes of them. Yeah. We had a blast. Cutting out ninja bread men and decorating them to look like little ninjas fighting each other. Some of them she would like, she would organize the plate so it looked like there was a giant ninja battle going on. Like this one's kicking this one's head off and this one, these two are in a tumble over here. I love my ninja bread men. I also love gingerbread in general. Mm-hmm. Like actual proper, a loaf of gingerbread. Mm-hmm which I love making. I think it uses three different kinds of ginger in that. But again, you're right. You can get ginger all year round, but when it's combined into those flavors or or when it's combined with those other spices, it really does all come back, it seems, to that spice combo. And that might be the flavor because that spice combo more ginger forward. If you add that spice combo to ginger, you get gingerbread. You add that spice combo to pumpkin, you get pumpkin spice. You add that spice combo to apple, you get Christmas apple cider. Hmm. These are all great holiday flavors that have that as a through line, that have those spices as a through line. Right. But but the flavor, what you add to it is what makes the determination, right? So we're talking about, is it the version of it? That comes with ginger that says, like, this is the flavor of the holidays. Because to quote the person who suggested it, he said, it's the holiday season. What flavor is the best one that absolutely defines it for you? So Mm -hmm. it's got to be that. It could be something that involves that spice package. For me, it would be peppermint with gingerbread as a close second. Because to me, gingerbread is kind of varied. Like, sometimes it's way too spicy. Sometimes it's that mild and spicy. Like a gingerbread man. I mm-hmm. like a lot more than when there's like too much ginger in it. And I think it's too, like you can get to that point where it's like too spicy, generating a little bit of heat. It's not quite as pleasant. Whereas peppermint is generally the same unless you like pour a bottle of peppermint extract into your mouth, which don't right. do that. Don't pour it in your eyes. Don't pour it in any of your no. holes. No, Add don't pour, in, don't in pour peppermint mouth. extract into any of your holes. I think is what the whole point of this episode is. That's the spirit of the holidays. That's exactly. That's remember when Scrooge got visited by those three ghosts. And as each one left, the last thing they say to him is, oh, also, 
don't pour any peppermint oil into any of your holes. Goodbye. That's the only thing the spirit of Christmas yet to come said. He didn't yeah. say anything the whole time. He just pointed. And then at the end, the only thing he said was peppermint and then pointed to all of Scrooge's holes. Yeah. And then did the like finger back and forth wagging to say, yeah. no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. And see, uh, so you're leaning a little more toward peppermint. I'm leaning more toward ginger because personal taste. Yes. Subjectively personal taste, objectively scarcity. And the fact that it's more of the ginger flavored things are only available at the holidays. It yeah, seems I'm going with what for me defines the holiday season and that's peppermint. Interesting. That's like, I know, cause that's what I'm looking for. Not what is the scarcest flavor? What is the flavor you no. can only get at the holidays that means holidays? Well, if look, like I means said, holidays to you, that's totally fine. And I, I would accept that because I, I also think it's a very holiday flavor that I would also associate with the holidays, but I wouldn't pick it. To me, I wouldn't pick it because I think it's more scarce at that time of year. I would pick it because, Hey, it's not the holidays for me unless I have some gingerbread, something that is definitely the case for me. So it's then not the let's holidays. Go with gingerbread. I think gingerbread is a fine choice. Yeah. Real quick though, I wanted to throw just to throw one more wrench into things. You, because <laughs> I like that the one that you picked is one, but you're like, hold on, let me argue. I just well, this, no, I just want to. You're selling again, past I, the clothes, buddy. <laughs> I know I'm selling past the clothes. I and I, I do think it's ginger. But so right now, gingerbread is at the top of the mountain with uh-huh. peppermint in a close second. Sure. But I don't want to discount holiday foods that are not. From the Christmas tradition, are there any holiday foods from Hanukkah that can hold a... No? No, I don't like potato latkes. I know there are people... I don't know if that makes me a bad Jew. I don't know what the deal is there. (laughs) I certainly don't want sour cream on them. I would rather have some hash browns. I'd rather have french fries. I've never... I don't think I've ever in my life, and I've had it several times, several different points in my life, Mm -hmm. gone like... That was real good. I'm glad that that's what I associate. Like to me, matzo ball soup and gefilte fish are the two big ones, and that's Passover. That's not that holiday right. season. Really, like latkes Hanukkah are kind is, of the only Hanukkah it's, food. Well, it's right? latke, it's sufganiot, which are like jelly donuts, and mm-hmm. then chocolate covered coins. Because originally, sure, you would the give money you would give coins to kids instead of presents each night, but now that's what those coins have turned into. Right. So no, I think it defines the season for me, and that's as someone who does not observe. I don't religiously observe those holidays at all. Right. Those are cultural holidays. You know, those are, I enjoy the culture of them. There are a lot of parts of them that I enjoy and it's something but apparently, that I observes. So yeah. latkes so are not so part of your enjoyment of that. It's huh? not part of my enjoyment of Hanukkah for me. To me, it's all about lighting that menorah, man. Yeah. So yeah. Um, then nothing has kicked gingerbread off the mountain. With yeah. respect to Kwanzaa, I don't know enough about it. It's not a culture that I'm a part of, and I will not try to co-opt any of its flavors. I know yeah. a lot of the flavors of Kwanzaa are similar to soul food in the South, yeah, yeah. which I do love, and we have every year on New Year's, Hop and John, Black Eyed Peas, Collard Greens. Yeah. Kwanzaa is a fascinating, fascinating celebration in that it, you know, it was created by a college professor, I think in the late 60s, early 70s. And like, mm-hmm. we need to celebrate our culture and have people like understand it. I think it's awesome. But I think for the holiday season in general, yeah, people of the world, the flavor, the best holiday flavor is gingerbread. Make a house out of it, make a person, make a loaf, can add a little gingerbread creamer to your coffee and all sorts of little gingerbread, gingerbread ice cream. You can have that if you want. You can add it to something. 
that doesn't have a gingerbread pancakes, go for it. Gingerbread waffles, sure. Whatever makes you happy. But that is the best holiday flavor asked and answered. How do you like that? Love it. I'm gonna have some gingerbread. I'm gonna say I'm now I'm excited to start making my yeah. gingerbread stuff. I just realized two days ago that I am out of ginger. I've got to get more. Oh no. Well, it's time. Up. Hey, everybody, this is your reminder. Get your ginger. Yeah. Stock up on ginger. Yeah. Take that pumpkin spice latte season. It's ginger season now. All you redheads rejoice. <laughs> this topic is closed, but there are many more topics to discuss. So please reach out. Oh, wait. Sorry. Thanks to Ken Plume for this topic. Yeah. This topic is closed, but there are many more topics to discuss. So please reach out to us at we got this podcast at gmail.com or go to our Facebook group. Talk about the flavors that define the holiday season for you. Let's have food. Bring us together. Share recipes. Let's create our own recipe community. We don't have to wait for a book to come out. We can do it ourselves at facebook.com slash groups slash we got this podcast. Thank you to topic suggester and producer Ken Flume, whom you can support at patreon.com slash Ken Flume. Thanks to researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, the people of the world, for sitting down with us, crawling into that cave with us, and having a big bowl of gingerbread-flavored chili with the Lone Star Monster who is out there waiting. Now, for real, though, thank you for giving us an opportunity to do this. It is the joy of the week to get to sit with Hal and have these conversations, and it's all thanks to you. So please keep the topics coming, and thank you, thank you, thank you. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin, and don't worry, everybody. We got this. We got this. Maximum Fun. A worker-owned network of artist-owned shows supported directly by you.